Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Here we are again. Welcome back to another episode of the Mansplaining Show. Holy shit. It's only been, what, a couple of months? I think. Yeah, right. No, it's actually, it's been less than a month. Well, no, it's been a little over the month because Thanksgiving was the last one we recorded. That was the one where I was actually... Um, in Arizona, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, either way, that was that was a lot of, I mean, that was fun. I really needed that trip. I was really glad that we got a chance to hang out again um, because you, know, you, you showed me a lot about the city that I live in. And I, I didn't know. <laughs> You're like, uh, yeah, this place sucks. That place is cool. That place also sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, uh, we got to see downtown Mesa, which is basically the PG-13 version of life. Because that whole city, that whole part of town is all like, uh, it's all Mormon run for the most part. Oh, and yeah. They're all like, the owners are all Mormon. It's not like, you know, they're walking down the street with their own army or shit like that. It's nothing like that. I mean, most, I would say the majority of all the Mormons that I've ever dealt with in Arizona have been super nice people as long as, you know, talk about politics with them. And then suddenly they go from being really nice and loving to super ultra right wing. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? How did this go? We took a dark turn. What happened? Oh my god! But um, they, uh, the whole thing is, is that all their businesses they don't they want them to, to be able to pay the rent, but they don't want them to be so successful that they have to that it causes problems down there. Yeah. Because there was like a there was a theater across the street called the Nile for a while, and uh, they would have you know like big bands or whatever that would come through. But when you have big bands in a small place with uh, in, a, in a part of town where people don't get a chance to actually um, let loose every now and then, sometimes they get a little fucking crazy. You know what I mean? So or, uh, it's it's kind of it's a weird weird thing. So like, yeah, we don't want it to be too popular. So nothing too crazy. They just want everything to be family friendly and everything, which I kind of get. You know? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, yeah. So that was a that was that mic was interesting. Yeah, it was it was a it was like strange rounds, but like fucking way more pretentious. That's what I felt. Yeah, like but like I but I also felt like you, it was this is a lose lose. Yeah, as far as, not I mean you always want to get the time in. I get that part, but like it just man to win over that crowd. It's got to be just really hard. Dude, it was really, really tough because uh, I had that one little fucking joke where I was talking about like uh, why, like I don't hate the young kids. I'm just jealous because your parents told you that they loved you. You know, which by the way, anybody who was born nineteen before 1970, that really didn't fucking happen a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a new thing. <laughs> and yeah. this old lady, as she was walking out with her husband, she stops and looks at me. She's like, "You're not wrong." Wow, I never thought of that. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's a new invention. Like, it used to be the only way that our parents used to teach you that they loved you is that they would beat you just slightly less than their parents beat them. <laughs> like, that's, this yeah. is how I say I love you, is that I'm only using an open hand instead of a closed fist, you know? Like, you're like, oh, well, I guess, I mean, you know, uh, 
it is what it is. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to take, you just got to accept that and like, yeah, that's the best they're going to do. You know, at least grandma what? stopped saying the N word at McDonald's. That's good. That's about as far as we're going to get her to go. <laughs> like, you know what? I, 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 ever since I moved here, mm-hmm. I kind of, I started to realize that, that there are white people out here that will just say the N word. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Like hey, I, okay. Colorado shape does not work on it. Yeah. Colorado didn't hear it a lot. Uh, if ever, mm-hmm. uh, uttered from white people, like, yeah. I would barely ever hear it. Barely. Um, fucking New Hampshire really didn't hear it a lot. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough. Kind of did. Massachusetts kind of. Yeah. Um, for everyone, how, how everyone says Boston's racist, I've never heard any, anybody like at a sporting event yell that shit. I yeah. have honestly, I haven't. No, that's not true. That's not true. It was, I was in a Red Sox game. We were getting our fucking heads beat in by the Blue Jays. Mm. And Vern Wells was the center fielder. We had center field bleacher seats, but we were, we were going to move, right? And, but we started yelling shit at him, just stupid shit, benign mm-hmm. baseball shit. Like your mother sucks cocks or some shit like that. Yeah. Another racist. Yeah, another, another racist. racist. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no, it was rude as fuck, but it wasn't racist. Come on. <laughs> like, I got a line. Yeah. It's not like I'm not a human being here, guys. Come on. You know, I'm questioning his sexuality, stuff like, you know, Boston stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, no, Suspect. It, it, it took a turn. Mm. It took a turn hard, man. It, uh, they were doing a pitching change, and the, the right fielder came over to center field with him. Mm. And they both were just watching the bleachers. Mm. We're melting down, yelling at them. Ugh. Like, fuck you, all this shit. And then, dude, like, out of nowhere, like a chair being thrown into a fight, mm. someone drops it, just yells it. Oh. You're fucking blah, you know, and and nobody said anything, and then you heard it more, and I'm like, I, I think it's time to get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me and my brother literally left our seats, went and sat like near in, in right field, foul mm-hmm. pole, because it was a free for all proceeding. I mean, we, we were fucking losing by like a ten run. Yeah, this fucking game's over. Every, half the stadium already fucking left. <laughs> Eighth inning, no one gives a shit. So mm. yeah, we just kind of let you sit wherever. So we get the fuck out of there. Mm. But I mean, it's but like here, I'll hear it like in the grocery store parking lot. I'll hear it at work. I'll, <laughs> I'm just like. What in the, like, with hard R's, too, by the way. Yeah, and, you know, I think it used to be, for, I remember I seen the switch, I remember when I was a cabbie, and I picked up these two guys, and one of them drops the end, Bob, and I kind of get quiet, because I, st- I just stopped talking, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I can, and they're like, listen, man, we know we're racist, we're okay with it, don't worry about it. And that's, <laughs> that's, but I'm like, that was like 10 years ago, over 10 years ago. But I'm like, yeah. this is where that state is going to fucking go because it's going to get to or a lot of people in that uh, in that state just because shame does not fucking work on them. You're not going to shame them in anything. As a matter of fact, they dug their heels in even more, I think, to their own detriment because I actually feel bad for people who are racist because I always assume there's somebody out there that they could really, really fall in love with or have a really good friendship or a good life with. But the thing is because they hate anybody that doesn't look like them, then they're never going to have that. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have nearly, not, not even if it's romance. What if his best friend is somebody who doesn't yeah. look like him? You know what I mean? And he's got to try to live your life without that kind of friendship. I think that's fucking sad. You know what I mean? I feel bad for those guys. And that's the only and that's the only way I can keep from being super angry, by the way. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's freaking Arizona. It's weird like that. There's, like, different park, pockets of... Um, 
of uh, that city where I think there's um, like it's weird. It's different from e- than East Coast racism. And I think there is yeah. a big difference because it's kind of like you live in a big city like Boston or New York or anywhere like that. You're not going to convince those guys like those neighborhoods have been there for at least about, what, 200 years. You know what yeah. I mean? Since the country got started. These are old cities and stuff. That Greek town is probably going to stay Greek town. That Italian neighborhood, for the most part, they've kind of gotten the Irish neighborhoods. They all got their own kind of spot that they put out there. And so they found a way to kind of work and live with each other. But that doesn't mean they're not going to acknowledge the differences. And I think sometimes there's a difference between like, yeah, we're just acknowledging differences. And that doesn't mean I hate you. It just means that we're different. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like, fine. You know, it's kind of like, oh, no, thank God for that. He's like, why? It's like, I, I don't know, because, like, if everything was, like, one particular culture, how dull that would be. You know what I mean? You know? Can't have that. That's, that's, that's lame. Yeah. But it's kind of that's strange right. is that they'll, they'll try to be funny about racism back east, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they'll joke with each other a little bit. That's the thing is it's kind of what's strange about between here and, let's say, like Phoenix or Colorado is that they didn't grow up with people from different parts of the world around them. Or they don't literally – I mean, they, Phoenix does a bit more now, but, you know. <laughs> but, it's, but it's also hilarious because it's getting because a lot of Californians are moving here. Yeah. So it's getting weirdly woke, so I'm, I'm seeing both sides of shit, and it's like – Oh my God, it's bad. Like yeah. the worst people on both sides live here now. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the super racist, like like right wingers and the fucking in the fucking ultra woke asshole fucking like left wingers. It's like and, and there's no middle either. It's you know what I'm saying. It's, yeah. And I'm like fucking god damn it. <laughs> like, well, you I, know the thing. Like, I always feel like there's people who are like, let's say, quote unquote woke and i think of them the same way as that i knew a lot of like i grown up um uh my mom wanted me to do stuff and be kind of like hang out with people of the church and stuff and then we were southern we were raised southern baptist but not like the fun southern baptist like in the south this is the angry white people southern baptist Fuck. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so i mean i didn't have any of the fun singings or anything like that but they're for the most part everybody was just like everybody else they're kind of nice but the thing is is that you would see where suddenly, you know, this godly persona that they're trying to let everybody else know about, as soon as somebody who doesn't look like them moves in their neighborhood, suddenly they don't, they're not the nice, warm, accepting people anymore. You know what I mean? Because you see that fear come out. Maybe they didn't realize they had that fear. They fucking have that fear. And there's some shit that's coming out. Like, I'm not saying I don't want people to live here. I'm just saying I don't want the bad ones. I'm like, well, wait, get that, that's... <laughs> You're just trying to be less racist, but you're still kind of being racist, you know? I'm like, well, no, 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 not me, not me. And I'm like, yeah, you, you, you kind of yeah. are. Now, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, and, like, I, I used to work with this one guy. His name was Cuco, right? Right? His name was Cuco. He's Mexican, yep. right? Shout out like, to Cuco. Mexican, Mexican. I just think that's a cool name. All right. Yeah, no, no he's awesome. He was great. Uh, he's actually one of the ones that, when I was working there, set me straight, being like, this is what you're going to expect here, man. If you want to be here, be here. But I'm telling you right now, this is not all sunshine and roses. Because I was like all brand new to this place. Yeah. He's just like, listen, I'm telling and, and here's the fucking crazy thing. Everything he told me came at was accurate. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I was like, I was thinking he's just like a bitter employee or some shit, kind of. Like, right. I, I, I kind of had it in the back of my mind when he told me all this stuff. But then as everything kind of came 
true that he told me, but not like in a, not like in a, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Not like in a, in like a sinister or like a bitter way. Yeah. It's just like, he, he'd be like, oh, the office is going to do this to you as soon as you cross this line of like what you are in the company. Mm. And then when I got to that point, it was like on a dime, bang, mm. the office turned into a bunch of assholes. Oh, really? So, you know, all this stuff, you know, all this crazy shit. And so that's when I quit. I was like, fuck this. I'm out. I, I, I fucking, A, I'm brand new to this. I've known about refrigeration for like four months of my life. Right. You expect me to be a knowledgeable person going into these homes of millionaires, by the way. Fucking <laughs> millionaire home. Yeah. Servicing a fucking goddamn refrigerator that costs more than a fucking Bentley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you want me to like be like, yeah, no, I'm not a fucking, I'm actually a goddamn sub zero prodigy. Yeah. Then maybe, but like, <laughs> I literally barely knew these things existed. Right. And now you're like, fix them and know everything about them. And oh, also, you have homework. You have all, all these other things that you got to do. And I'm like, and the job pays like $23 an hour. Right. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> So, but yeah, no, but anyway, he told me a story. I kind of got off a tangent there. He told me a story about how he was living in Mesa and he had to move. Oh, yeah. Because it was just, he'd go to the grocery store and he'd just get ugly looks. Mm. And people would say weird shit to popping or doing anything. You know, just weird shit he didn't like. Yeah. So I guess he moved to like Avondale or some shit like that. Like some on the west side of the Oh, city. that's definitely but more like, Latino friendly yeah, over there. He didn't like it. Yeah, I don't like Mesa that much either. Not that, um, to me, it was just, I don't know, there's, uh, it's, it was, it was a nicer version of Thornton out here in Colorado. Cause I always kind of <laughs> felt like, cause I used to live in Federal Heights, Jenny and I, which is like 84th Street in Federal. Um, that's the oh. northern part of, uh, of, uh, of Denver. And that particular part of town is primarily Latino, right? And then, but across the uh, um, lower income Latino community, right? But across the freeway, across the 25, it was like lower income white people. And I went, I remember going to the supermarket once or twice on that side of the freeway. And that was a very, very distinct difference than the King Supers that was right next door to where I lived. Like, it was just people were just fucking angry there, man. I'm like, man, why are you guys so pissed off? You know what I mean? And... Uh, I don't know. I don't. I knew why I was pissed off living in Feller Heights because they charged like the water. I don't know. I ended up, they, the rent was relatively cheap there. The thing is, is that you had to pay water. Like it ended up being like two hundred bucks a month just for water. You know what I mean? Which is a yeah. lot because something like years ago, where the city of Federal Heights decided, like, no, we're not going to friggin tie in our water with anybody else. We're going to be independent. We're going to do all this other shit. Right. And, um, the, uh, what ended up fucking happening was, is that the water they thought that was theirs ended up belonging to another city. And so now they had to pay water or buy water from that other city. And as a result, um, the, the other city's like, yeah, we're going to charge you this much. And they're like, but, but, but yeah, fuck you. And so all everybody else kind of got shafted with that. So they're like, hey, you didn't want to be part of that with your taxes, so you guys just buy from us directly. How's that? And it just it fucked over the whole entire, well, that little part of town. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird out there. It's weird. Like my cousin was telling me, it was showing, yeah. driving me around the neighborhood where he was living at, or where he lives at. He was like, "All right, this is like what yeah. is considered the poor's, like in the neighborhood that he lives in." And I'm like, "How do you figure?" He's like, "Because this over here, that's the people who've been living here for the past fifteen, twenty years." The retirees and stuff, right? And they didn't want to be around anybody, so they hate all the people that are moving in and all the houses that are being built around there. You know what I mean? So he's like, "Yeah, they fucking hate us, but you know, fuck these guys." And I'm like, "Wow, it's it's it's, it's well, weird." There's like not a lot of housing. They're trying to build more, but it's it's I don't know. And plus, they're they're putting like a giant chip factory mm. off of like two. That's like, dude, it's it's huge, and it's gonna employ a load of people yeah. and it's gonna like and it's gonna be a lot of good 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 paying jobs like high high five figures yeah low one six you know we're talking people making like 125 to 100 thousand dollars a year mm. you know, moving into a fucking area i mean it's uh, the the suburban areas of, of phoenix is gonna explode well, it was pretty uh, weird he was telling me about uh what happened when they were doing like the trump i uh fucking ice raids or uh, out there in Phoenix, because he was like, that was a completely different. Like, we didn't see any of that shit in Colorado. Yeah, no. But they uh, they were raiding so many places that, like, he was telling me, a lot of the apartments were like at forty percent capacity because so many of the Latino families were like, "Fuck this, we're out of here," and they all left Phoenix, <laughs> like, uh, which dropped down the price of like wow. uh, stuff for a little bit, but then it all shot back back up again. Oh. Jesus. Yeah, it's it's getting weird here. Like it's the the the, the housing market's kind of starting to implode a little bit. Mm. I think it's stuck here, um, only because it, it just it, it hit an apex and now it's just no one no one. It's what's starting now is people aren't the people aren't immediately being able to sell their home like on a dime. It's yeah. like if we want we want four hundred thousand dollars for this. If, for the past two years, it's like the moment they threw it on Zillow, it's gone. Right. You know, and then it became like, oh, it's it's on there for a week or two, and then you're getting some interest, and then people are trying to haggle with you. That's what it's at right now. Right. Uh, you know, so it's starting to slowly happen, and I think at some point, what it's just it's just going to pop all of a sudden. You watch. Right. Like, it's going to be like, oh wait, oh, people who people who knew knew this was coming. But it happened so fast. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it happened yeah. so fast, and it's been bam. And then all of a sudden, we're like, fuck. And now we're like trying to figure out, like, let's save this, but let's give those fucking throw money at bank. People were just panicked. Yeah. Just- Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No But this is the bubble they created. I remember so, that 2008 bubble. I had just got divorced that year, so my credit was nuked. So there was no way I was going to be able to get a um, uh, a loan from any bank whatsoever for for a house or an, a, a condo unless I had 20% down, right? Now, the thing is, is that the part that got me is that there's these townhomes that are on 5th Street in, um, uh, near Mill Avenue that were built that were brand new. This was back, yeah, 2008. And they're going for millions of dollars now, but they were going for 50000 or less than 50000 Oh, man. So a lot of the houses and everything, those prices went from like 300000 uh down to one hundred fifty, hundred sixty. Because people are just trying to get rid of it so that way they can get out of all these fucking loans they have. The only problem was is that, well, I don't have 20% of 100. I didn't have 20% of 50,000. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And if I just would have had that, if I would have been you know smart with money and saved that, then I'd be like, um, here you go. And then see if I could try to buy one of those things. But um, I don't know. It's it's a bizarre thing. But, uh, oh, by the way, I want to say hi to One Bounty 23 They just uh, first-time chatter on our show. So thank you very much for joining. Uh so, yeah, nah, man, this is, it's funny because these shows, we always want to have the things that we want to talk about, but we ended up just kind of shooting the shit for a bit. Uh, so the name of this particular episode is called Mental Health, or I'm Not Crazy, You Are, uh, because we wanted to talk a little bit about mental health. Um, for those of you who are just watching the show and like, who are these guys and what are they talking about? What the fuck is the show is even about? It's very simple. This is a show for older guys who kind of trying to give advice to the 22-year-old versions of themselves. Uh I like to think of it as a as a program for men by dudes. You know what I mean? Uh, they're just going to talk. We're, we're basically talking about how not to be an asshole. You know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, oh, Jenny just came home. Awesome. Hello. Hi, Jenny. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's um, so mental health is one of the things that I have been really, really dealing with in kind of struggling with and the crazy thing about this is for those of you who haven't been watching the show i got diagnosed with stage four colon cancer earlier this year and uh i'm not i'm not in any pain i'm doing well the medication's working pretty well everything is going in the right direction that part that's really good the part is uh is with mental health sometimes you could be sliding into despair and not even know it and that's kind of where i was at um like bits and pieces where you've like, you think you've got things handled and then like suddenly you're like, why is everybody so distant from me? <laughs> why are the people that I'm closest to so angry and hurt all the, you know, I'm like, Oh wait, it's because I am pushing everybody away. You know what I mean? Um, like we used to do the show once a week. It's very difficult for me to, uh, kind of reach out to anybody to call anybody. You know what yeah. I mean? I have to leave notes for myself and like, call your cousin, call Jake call so-and-so, you know, and I'm like, oh, shit, you know what I mean? Because otherwise, I'll just sit and play video games all day and not talk to anybody, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Which... It's like your fucking, it's your, it's your, like, it's your comfort zone. It's like what you, it's just something that, you're just doing that just so you don't have to fucking live with the fact that you're going through this shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, you, like, it's, uh... This is a, kind of a sad way to put it, but sometimes the best part of my day is when I wake up and I don't remember before that, before everything, before reality hits me. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, uh, 
So I'm still in the process of looking for a therapist, which I, I'm going to going to do. I've done that before, and I've had good results with it. You know what I mean? I just got to find somebody that actually deals a lot or knows about like terminal illness. And then there's also supposed to be some group, um, some group. I think that the cancer centers like they're trying to uh, set me up with. Uh, the only thing is, it's weird. Is like when it comes to group therapy, a lot of these guys are doing Zoom calls. Which yeah. I still kind of get, but the thing is, is like, I don't know, man, if I'm going to group, like, I kind of want to fucking be there and actually talk to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like I'm trying to look for new friends, but sometimes it's kind of hard to talk to somebody with, uh, to really kind of know what they're going through. And, uh, you know, like bears always been there when I reached out to him. You've always been there for me when I reached out to you. Uh, just a lot of times I don't reach out, you know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> It's a weird thing. My, uh, I was really bummed out uh, a couple days ago. My brother calls me out of the blue, and he's always like, how you doing? I'm like, um, man. He's like, yeah, that's what I figured. Because I we have an idea usually when one, one of the siblings are kind of hurt or really, really pissed off or upset, we kind of like, oh, I should give so-and-so a call, you know. Let me give my sister. Girl? Yeah, you know. Or yeah. let me give my, you know, or Teresa will call, or I'll call Teresa and stuff. And it just happens to be about like, hey, what's going on, you know. By the way, I saw the video that he put out. Like just recently, yeah. He fucking got dude. He's just his coworkers are just like, yeah. Every time he's just like, he's yeah. like uh, I love it. I think it's great. Man. I think it's it's, too, it's kind of like, hey, he's the only guy who's having a good time working there, man. Everybody else is just seems so miserable. And I'm like, kids, you first of all, y'all live in Montana. It's beautiful up there. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it does suck out there because they're all like perpetually fucking broke. I don't know. Maybe who knows? Um, but like, like it could be worse. You could be in Phoenix in the summertime. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, on my other podcast. It's one of the things I wanted to start delving a little bit more into as far as like mental health goes. Uh, I'm trying to get a couple people on, um, but I'm not sure if they necessarily want to talk about you know. Their issues, as, at least as far as like mental health as it's as it's, uh, it is involved, as far as with like creativity and like performing and acting, because both both Jake and I are stand up comics, by the way, and uh, um, I live in Denver. Uh, that's where Jake and I met, and then Jake is now living in Phoenix, and we had a little taste of the scene out there, um, a small taste at an o- a very sad open mic that reminded us of a slightly less sad open mic out here in Denver. <laughs> Because yeah. it's like, it's daytime, there's no alcohol involved, it's like a bookstore where nobody's there to read, you know, I don't even know what the fuck they sold there other than coffee and lattes and stuff, and I'm like, uh, okay. There was some guy giving tarot card readings in the back. Yeah, yeah. some guy who was way younger than us trying to give a life advice to other people, and I was just like, I was I was back there listening to some of it, and I'm like, this kid, he means well, but holy man, he is full of shit. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. He's, I'm like, that guy's going to be running his own cult at some point. Like, uh, he seems like a nice guy, but he's going to definitely be banging somebody else's dude's girlfriend at some point. <laughs> like, and then uh, trying to like, like, explaining it in a way where he's not the, like the asshole. Yeah, exactly. You know, Look, rough, man. Like some shit like that. Well, it was also <laughs> weird. It's kind of like, you know, uh, I, I've mentioned this on another podcast. And one of those things I kind of took for granted a little bit about Denver, the Denver scene is that they are, we are way more welcoming of newer comics than they are out in Phoenix. To me, I think they are super defensive in Phoenix when it comes to anybody that new that comes in. Yeah, I don't really, yeah, I don't, I mean, 
There was a mic that I did out here. It was the one after the one. It was uh, at some fucking whiskey bar mm-hmm. in some industrial park somewhere. Right. And I crushed. I fucking killed, dude. It was nuts. It was yeah. like the complete opposite of the night before. I destroyed that room. Nice. And then she, the, the chick running it was like, I want you to do my show. But she asked, it was like the day I was leaving. Mm. So that's why I couldn't, I couldn't do the show. But um, what was it? But yeah, they were cool. But like, I don't know. It was weird. But like, the one, the guy, it's, I'm getting, I got the sense that there's like people that like moved here from LA and stuff. Yeah. And, pe- and people that are like trying to get shit done as far as like in the scene that are together. But then, there's also this weird, like, fucking, like, if I have a mic at 7 o'clock on a Wednesday, then fuck you, I'm going to put up a mic at 7.30, or, you know, I'm going yeah. to out of fucking town, and shit like that. I mean, it's just like, it's, there's no, like, there's, there's no, no camaraderie. Structure. What the, yeah, it's fucking weird, and that's why I haven't really done a lot of it, because I was just like, I don't know, and then also, I, there's also, like, a lot of, like, these, like, we've only got 10 spots, you know what I'm saying, and where signups at five, but the shows are like eight. Yeah, You're like what? <laughs> yeah, uh, there's also like take this class and we'll get you. And I'm, I'm like, I'm not. I can't imagine starting comedy here, man. You must have had one hell of a time. It was I mean, it, t- there wasn't as many mics. There was like maybe one mic, f- four days out of the week. Yeah. So, uh, and I was working at Stand Up Scottsdale, which is no longer there. That place just went under, and. Uh, so there were the I only did maybe one or two mics a week. There was the one that was in Tempe that was at uh, Dos Gringos, and that was run by Jill Bryant. Form uh, well, formerly Jill Bryant. Now she goes by her maiden name, Jim uh, Jill Kimmel. And yes, that's Jimmy Kimmel's older sister. Um, but uh, there was her, and then there was the mic at Stand Up Scottsdale, which everybody would go to because they're all trying to get spots on there. But just all of us were brand new, and very few of us were really fucking funny. Like very few. Like it, one of one of the things was slightly disheartening is when I came out to Denver, how many people were funny at every mic that I went to. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it used to be like uh, there was my I've seen like thirty people go to a mic in and Phoenix and maybe ten of them, no seven to ten of them might be actually funny. Everybody else, it's basically Mexican jokes, rape jokes, child molesting jokes, whatever. And it's just they're just not fucking very good at it they're not very charismatic they're definitely i would call them true comics as they were starting out because they weren't actors trying to find another way to get in front of a camera you know what i mean um yeah so when i came to denver and you go there and there's 30 people at a mic probably about 15 to 20 of them are really really good and 10 of them are just starting out and really not that good you know, at least that's the way it was when I first got here. Because, you know, like back then, maybe it was just because that was just our time when we first, uh, when we were, everybody was hitting the mics really hard. And this was before the Me Too movement and before that fracture of the whole Denver scene. Um, yeah. Everybody was really supportive. You would go to a mic and there would be like Jordan Dahl, Zach Moss, Aaron Urist, um, sometimes like actual, prof- this is before those guys were actual professional comics. So there was all these people who were really, really good. Um, and, it was nuts. Yeah, it was. I, I yeah, I got there in the summer of 2012, and it was fucking bananas. Mm-hmm. People that were just walking around here, fucking killing it. Yeah, so, I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, like I got, I got started with. I started with Stephen AJ. Yeah, who's he's killing it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
there's also like like all these people that started like like Brad Galley's another one. Mm-hmm. He's doing all right. Uh, who's another one that started like who's like in like relatively new when I was there. That's like killing it right now. Uh, like my it, 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 for lack of a better term, my graduating class. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Because uh, there was always like Ben Roy. There's also the fine gentlemen, mm-hmm. you know, all those guys, they're already fucking killing it already. But those were the guys, like, that I'm was like the like, first graduating class of the Denver scene when that changed. Because, yeah, you had the fine gents, the Grolics, and then uh, these other guys, and they kind of graduated to a point where they started doing the road. And then there was like the next class, and that's the class that we were kind of part of. And then that, those guys kind of went on you know, to do the road, and the rest of us just kind of hang out in high school talking about how great things used to be. Uh <laughs> But like, yeah, it was it was definitely different. Like, I mean, if you got to do too much fun, mm-hmm. which I which I did twice, but mm-hmm. like, if you got to do that, that meant you were doing like the best show in Denver. Yeah. Besides Alex, that 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 was a monthly. Yeah. You're doing the best weekly show in the city. You know what I'm saying? So, it was like that was the every Wednesday night. You mm-hmm. know, and I would go to the shows, and they were fucking amazing. Yeah. They were so good. And then I don't know what the fuck happened, but all of a sudden it became it became nothing towards the end. Like it's just they were done with it. Yeah. After after that left and not, stopped being a thing, uh, it, it put it left a huge hole. Yeah. That's actually what left a huge hole was not having that show. That show was was like like I said, it, it was like one of those shows you do where like locally, like this is it. This mm. is the it show. And I really, I mean, yeah, you could say Market Street shit, but like, uh, it's still, I don't know. That was a weird room. I didn't mm. like that room. Also, I have a weird history with that room. So I bombed hard in front of a lot of people there. <laughs> or a lot of important Denver people, by the way. Ate a, ate a Home Depot bucket of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was bad. But, but like, I mean, I don't know. It's just a weird, weird it, it just didn't, it doesn't have that same, like, grit to it that fucking deer pile did yeah and you know i don't I mean? know if, if phoenix ever had it i mean the closest thing they had to that for a little bit was the paper heart and that's when um my friends uh or i mean I'm, my equate my comedy friends mean like they might remember who i am but this was years ago but it was uh run by these two guys named ron babcock and ryan mcgee and both of those guys went went to la and they started working in the entertainment industry after a while but for a while they would come back once a month to do the paper heart and they would breed people who um, who were famous now, but by that at that point they were just maybe like features or local headliners, and that was guys like Kyle Kinney, you know, and guys like that. They would bring out there, but this was like ten years ago, you know what I mean? And then just they never really quite picked it up because there's a certain element of show business that Phoenix never really quite figured out, where like they keep undercutting everybody else to the point where everybody's working for free. You know what I yeah. mean? Or um, that, or they just don't, um, they don't put, some people just don't put together good lineups, man. Um, I've seen some shows where I'm like, oh, that's going to be a killer show. I know everybody there and they're going to fucking crush. That's going to be, that's going to be a show that's going to be fucking great. And then, um, then I see other lineups where I'm like, there's one good person out of five people that they have on that show. And that's not including the MC, which I know isn't going to be funny either. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, god damn it! And I'm like, you want to know how come nobody could fucking make a living, or very few people can make a living doing comedy out here? I'm like, you're not. 
I don't know. Uh, but that's also my bitterness and anger that's coming out there. So I don't know. Um, like it's there's a lot you could tell about a handshake from somebody. By the way, young men out there, handshakes are important. It's been a thing for fucking centuries. You tell a lot about a guy. Um, whether or not, let's say, if he works inside or outside, if he's a blue-collar, white-collar guy, how strong is his grip? Is he just trying to be welcoming, or is he trying to fucking, like, you know, establish dominance over it? You could learn a lot about somebody by shaking their hand. I don't know if you would agree with that or not, but... Um, oh, yeah, no, no. Because, like, there's been some... Yeah, there's been a few times when I've gotten, like, weird, like, limp-wristed handshakes, and I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck yeah. is this? But, like, also there's times when I know that a guy's trying to be, like, an alpha dude. Mm-hmm. Fucking, like, break your fucking hand. Yeah. Could you just not do that? <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what I mean? But I can, I, I, my hands are fine. Yeah. I can handle it. Did you, sh- I, I think I shake that dude, the, yeah, the not- MC's host at that, that mic that we went to. And I had heard yeah. a bad story uh, concerning him about a friend of ours who ran a joke past him. Right before he, uh, uh, and then he's like, "Yeah, I think that's pretty funny." And then the dude went up on stage and told our friend's joke. You know what I mean? So I don't know. For it's kind of like I don't really know that person, but it's just like that wasn't a great first impression. You know, and I'm no. like, "Yeah, hey, we're from out of town yeah. and stuff. We're doing comics, and we get some time and everything." Yeah, thank you very much. You know, like I was still very like, how do I put it? Um. There's just certain. I, I think I start, I, I freaking followed the etiquette of a new comic coming to a mic. You know what I mean? But it's just kind of like this guy's like, I really, it just seemed like he didn't really want us there in the first place. He's like, I don't know you guys, whatever. And I'm like, no, nah, trust me, we've been doing this for a while. And I think we still did relatively well considering that, that nobody was listening to that crowd. Oh, man. I, I, I dropped a couple of shits and I think a bunch of bullshit too. Yeah. It was PG 13, but like, you're asking me to not swear. And I'm kind of rusty. That's kind of not, that's not fair. <laughs> My whole thing is like, okay, I've been to, okay, the mic that I would normally be going to, I might still tonight, who knows, um, is Harrison Garcia's mic, right? Yeah. Um, eh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. The road, we had like a foot of snow here a couple of days ago and fair it's still, enough. yeah, the weather still like dips down decently well, but below freezing. So I'm like. And if I don't have to drive, maybe I shouldn't because I know everything's going to turn to ice by 9 o'clock. You know what I mean? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know. Yeah, fucking. Either way. Uh, but by the way, the it, the whole here is then just gloomy and shitty and rainy. Mm. 
Hey, I would take that over what you guys got. Fuck <laughs> that. I'm done with snow. You guys can have that shit. Right. No, that's that's one of the perks about living in the desert. Um, yeah. But, okay, so the mic, it's a mixed media mic that Harrison Garcia runs where he does, like, half musical singer-songwriter stuff, half comics. And now that co- that place is starting to blow up a little bit because there's a lot of comics that figured out that, hey, there's not a lot of mics going on on a Friday night. That's one place I can go to. But I, it's away from downtown. What if people support Trump? You know, who knows? <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's it's a mixed crowd that they have over there in his neighborhood because he's, like, South Broadway below Hampton. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that's a different yeah. type of neighborhood than downtown Denver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, plus it's a long drive, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, but the thing is, is those folks there, they know how to sing. The singer-songwriters and stuff, it seems like they know how to play their instruments pretty well. Like, they've practiced, they've rehearsed before they've done, which for an open mic, when it comes to music, that's what you need to do. Right? Is to actually rehearse. Yeah. You can't really do that for comedy, but you can, you definitely should be doing that for... Um, uh, for for music. So when we went to that mic in Mesa, and I'm like, most of these guys didn't even bother to do any vocal warm ups. You know what I mean? Before they went up there and started singing and stuff, because I'm like, God damn it! How serious are you guys? This is just karaoke for you guys. This isn't really actually anything you're trying to get better at. I don't know what it is. It was just a really really weird vibe, and maybe. And I am kind of snotty when it comes to shit like this, when it comes to musical performance, because I went to a musical theater fucking school in New York City, where it's like, you didn't fucking, you didn't do the work. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, God damn it. Uh, so that was kind of weird. I felt the same thing from some of the comics that went up there. That that was comic karaoke. It wasn't actual stand-up comedy. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, yeah. A lot of people doing like fucking slam poetry and shit too, so I was like. Yeah. Yeah, this is like definitely a fucking, like a catch-all mm. open not like a just a stand up one, which is fine, but like it's kind of I don't know. It's it's it it goes. It's a weird thing to do because I remember like doing them in Denver when I first moved there. Mm-hmm. Called Benders. It was the same fucking thing. It was like five comics and five bands and five comics and five, it was was fun though. It was very fun. Mm. Well, sometimes it's like, hey, man, if we're all working together to make sure the crowd is enjoying the show, then everybody's going to benefit. But it seems like nobody's really working together. You know what I mean? There's just that kind of vibe that nobody's really talking, nobody's hanging out. You know what I mean? Like, usually when it comes to comics, there's a group of us hanging outside of the place waiting for it to go on instead of hanging outside of the room. There's none of that. You know? It's just weird. It's weird. Um, Anyway, so... uh... Oh, so the other thing we were going to talk about, because um, we've spent so far at least forty minutes talking about nothing. So, <laughs> I, well, we were on track for like mental health, and then we just went off on. Yeah, I'm like these guys are fucking crazy. Yeah, I know it said it in the title. Hello, like come yeah. on, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, right. it is what it is. Um, so I've been spending a lot more time on Twitter, which um, the the thing that I've discovered about Twitter is that just when I found. Um, that I couldn't give any more shits about humanity. I look up on Twitter and I'm like, nope, I care even less now. Uh, it's... <laughs> and by the way, I think this is something, this is actually my working in my act a little bit, but I'm like, just assume if I'm talking about something that I saw on the internet, please believe that this is what I saw on the internet that the algorithm wanted me to see, that it thinks that I want to see. So if you said to me, that's not true... No, that's not true according to your algorithm because you're probably not seeing the same shit that I am. 
just like if the situation was reversed and you're like, did you know that this happened? And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Well, you know, you guys just don't know. You're not paying attention. Like, no, it's not that. It's that I have a different algorithm feeding me different information than you do. So yeah. let's just kind of get that out of the way. So what apparently Twitter was on my freaking feed was a bunch of my really quote-unquote good people, air quotes, wishing death, cancer, and dismay on other quote good people. Uh, that's basically what it was. Like, you would think that when Trump got out of office that some people would have calmed down a bit, but apparently no, they just got wrapped up and even more fucking crazy about shit, where it's like, is it that you're afraid that um, that Trump is the next Hitler, or are you afraid that you're going to have to do a push-up and actually go fight more like other, the fight the new Hitler, which means you're not going to be able to do that from a chat room. You actually have to get out of your street and actually do some shit. Like, which one are you really fighting against? You know what I mean? <laughs> because... I don't know. It, a lot of it, a lot of it is thoughts and prayers to me. You know what I mean? Which people put out there for good or for good or bad. Well, I I, I like the fact that in Twitter now it's everyone's held accountable. Mm-hmm. Both sides, on both sides. If you fuck up, doesn't matter what side you're on. I mean, it showed like when they fact checked the president. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious, right? You know, like that. <laughs> you, know, you know, I thought that's great. Like it goes both ways now. Yeah, you know? it goes both ways. They don't like it, and then like. You have what happened with what's the safe old fucking kickboxing superhero man. Fucking, oh, fuck. Andrew fucking Tate. Andrew Tate? Yes. <laughs> Andrew, you can call him Andrew Tate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'd definitely beat the shit out of me, by the way, if I ever, if I said that to his face. Like, Whatever. That's, that's, well, who gives a shit? Right. Who is he? Russell Crowe? He's going to beat cancer by kicking the shit out of you? Yeah, exactly. Like a tough fuck. Yeah, you know, that would be funny. He's like, I wasn't trying to hurt him. I was trying to kick the cancer out of him. You know, I was trying to help him is what I was trying to do. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Well, he did keep kicking me in the liver, so, yeah, that does kind of track. <laughs> but but uh, with him, okay, first of all, let's get this out of the way. He sucks. I'm not I'm not here to defend this fucking dude. Right. That's not what I'm – let me just put this out here real quick so that way – because I know whenever you even remotely bring up anything next, might be like a little defendy of him. Yeah, you and immediately go to a right wing extremist. You are now on that. You're you're now misogynist adjacent. <laughs> like you, they, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, your God got in trouble, or I'm sorry that you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. they make him sound like he's like the focal point of my life. Like, yeah, I go to bed, I light a fucking Andrew Tate candle. You know, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's the shape of a yeah. dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like no. uh he sucks for this reason. One, he's one of these guys doing self-help stuff, right? Which is fine. Right. I, I think that, like, he sees the same problems that a lot of people, including us, mm-hmm. see. It's just I think his way of dealing with it is fucked up. I think that he's doing it all wrong. Mm-hmm. It's the fucking, it's a materialistic, very fucking, like, uh, sociopathic. Besides mm-hmm. me, whatever. He's, a, he's just a traditional dude. Mm-hmm. That's why he's like. That's why he's converted to Islam, or like he's taking more of a role with Islam, like traditional Islam, is because that's how they that's how they roll. Mm-hmm. Which you got to be okay with. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's just their their way to do things. Um, you don't have to like it. You don't have to bring it into your life. But who you know? That's his life. Let him live it. Yeah. Uh, uh but like I don't like how he basically tells people like you just got to be like not caring, not, not a, you know what I'm saying? All this stuff like that. Be like very like 
based on fucking money and all this shit. Like, yeah. it's just, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get, like, you gotta kind of, like, take care of number one in order to make yourself, if that's like a self-esteem thing, Yeah. It, it goes a little too far with him. That's why I don't like the guy. I think it's it's also, I don't respect trolling. Uh, I yeah. know that's a weird thing where, like, okay, this is, and I'll explain that. Uh, uh, let me explain why I don't like trolling to all of you young men out there. Uh, is that as a comic, when we're starting out for, I would say, the first year or two, we don't know, and this goes for, it doesn't matter how old you are. This is in comic years. You could be 50 years old. If you start comedy when you're 50, you're a young comic until you've been doing it for a couple of years. You know what yeah. I mean? That's just kind of how, that's the way how we, we talk about things. So young comics, when you're a comic, you don't know the difference between being provocative and being funny, which yeah. is why the majority of the rape jokes or child molesting jokes that you hear for most, uh, when you go to an open mic, it's usually from guys who've been doing it for less than two years. Because, I, I mean, I had a joke about suicide that was more shocking than it was funny. Yeah. And I really had to look at it. And as much as I think it's a really, really dark, shocking joke that I really like, it's not super freaking funny. So I stopped saying it. You know what I mean? Or I stopped using it. I'm pulling it out occasionally when I don't give a shit about the audience or something. I'm like, all right, well, here's this one if you don't like this. <laughs> here's one you're going to really hate. But, um, but the thing is, is it sometimes they're like, oh, I'm getting a lot of attention. People are paying attention to me. I must be doing something right. And I'm like, nah, you're doing something. I wouldn't call it right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if it's not entertaining, if it's not something, if it's something that, like, if somebody actually follows that person's advice and it makes their life worse, then you're not helping them. You know what I mean? Because there are some aggressive guys out there that fit into that role just kind of naturally, and they've always been there since the beginning of time. And, but the thing is, is that not every guy can live that way. You wouldn't want a fucking society or to live in a town or a village where everybody acted like an Andrew Tate. You yeah, know what no, I mean? No. Yeah, no. It's, no. You wouldn't want that women. You wouldn't want that. Definitely. A couple gals might dig it, but for the most part, it's kind of like, man, this is really fucking bad. Like nobody can talk to anybody without being fucking ridiculed on this other stuff. I mean, it's, that's only one aspect of masculinity that um, that does have a place because let's put it this way, if you want to have a bunch of special forces or fucking soldiers and stuff like that, you don't want them acting like me. <laughs> you want somebody that's really aggressive and fucking like a dude like that, you know, uh, which is the reason why that guy was a kickboxer and I'm not. Um, the thing with him, though, that, that, that kind of bothered me with the, how everything went down, mm -hmm. like, it was like a whole thing. He was fighting with Greta online or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. They, he put out, put out a video, which in the video, it is kind of, eh, but like at the same time, he makes some valid points about how like, like, yo, like you guys are basically just trying to tax people into oblivion, mm -hmm. some shit that you think is going to happen. Mm -hmm. it, like it might, but I mean, there's also like, but if you can try and bring up any kind of other studies, they fucking, they shout at you as if like you're a heretic. Yeah. I'm saying, because yeah. it's religion. It's not based on, it's not based in rational and rational thought. And this is like their patron, their their patron saint of fucking whatever the fuck is she is. Mm -hmm. So like, he went after her, and he said, like, basically saying like, you're basically choking out the fucking middle class and anybody who wants to have any money that's not loaded already. Mm -hmm. Just you want to make because the sun's hot or, something, or whatever the fuck he said. Yeah. But it's kind of funny that like within 24 hours, all of a sudden, 
he's being raided. Yeah. Like, no, like the Romanian police didn't know where he lived. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because they're like, oh, well, on a pizza box was his address and blah, blah, blah. And there mm. was like internet sleuthing about where he lived. And I'm like, yeah, but like the shit he got arrested for is pretty, like, it's pretty bad. Yeah. It's like, in like, it's like uh, human trafficking and shit like that and sex stuff. Mm-hmm. And if it took internet sleuths to figure out his address from a pizza box that he put out from a video that he put out yesterday, mm-hmm. that's what it took to arrest him. That's a, that, that makes no sense. It's weird. And it's kind of weird because we're, we're in a spot where we can't really, like, I don't want to say anything. It sounds like I'm defending this dude, but I'm like, yeah, it sounds kind of Julia Assange to me. You know what I mean? Shut this guy the fuck up. And that, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Shut this guy the fuck up. Which that part freaks me out. Yeah. I fucking, that shit makes my skin crawl. I, there's no, dude, I fuck, like I said, can't stand the guy. But like, for you to literally like fucking, like Julia Assange, like basically saying like arrest him. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's just, it's gonna, it's not gonna end well. And the problem I see now nowadays too is that a lot of people just don't have principles anymore. Yeah. They just don't. It's like a tribe thing now. Like, if this dude was super woke, then we would be defending him. Yeah. You turn all of this shit around, but the same problem is arising, like, as far as this fucking sex stuff, this whole, like, human trafficking stuff. Yeah. Guarantee if this dude was, like, if this dude was, like, that guy Destiny, or he was, like, fucking, what's that other Twitch guy who does uh, Hassan Piker? If this guy was Hassan Piker doing this shit, mm-hmm. it would be like, oh, sex work is work. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> respect just, women. All right, you go get your money, girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, he's doing it and preaching all this traditional just trad con shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they fucking black bag his ass, and that part freaked me out. I don't like that. Right. I think that's fucked up. I think you're you're crossing a line where it starts getting really 1984. You know, they don't realize that they're going to they're creating a world like, okay, this is this is something I've been thinking a lot about. And I don't know this really relates to as far as mental health goes, but um, I don't know if these are diametrically opposed, but there's a lot of people. I think younger generations were taught that they need to have a safe world. We need to make this world safe. And then there's other people who are who didn't were weren't raised with that ideology, which is like, oh, if you want to be safe, you need to be stronger. Because if yeah. you're a stronger person, you don't have to worry about you be able to handle different situations as opposed to um, feeling quote unquote safe. Because that safety that you're asking for, you're going to have to give up a lot more than what you think there is. Like it's something bad is going to happen. Like it, it was a it was a thing when you were talking about how. Uh, years ago, or it was a conversation we had that like uh, George W. trampled all over everybody's rights, you know, uh, after 9-11 and all this other stuff and everybody like my myself, I was, this is how I know I was a big hypocrite. Uh, I fucking hated that dude for all the stuff they did as far as like search and seizure, right? Privacy, all this other stuff where it's like, well, what the fuck is it to be American anymore? Because it used to be there's the government, then there's you. And now there's the government who is looking into everything and has access to a lot more to you than you really wanted. And like, and there's folks who are like, well, I'm not a criminal, so I don't have anything to worry about. I'm like, this is going to be bad. So either way, uh, the moment he tossed the keys to that, uh, that, to, to Obama, I suddenly didn't give a shit about any of that stuff anymore. Because I, I mean, was a big I, Obama I, I, supporter, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a fucking hypocrite. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, I honestly thought that it was going to come to an end with Obama. Yeah, me too. Nope. And then years into it, I realized, like, oh, no, it's actually worse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's doing a lot of, you know, and it's, and it's, but it's not being talked about. That's why I, like, I mean, I didn't vote for him twice. I'm not going to, and I did. Yeah, I did. I, I voted for him twice. I, I should have done what I did in 2020. Mm-hmm. I vote at third party. Yeah, that's what I do. I usually vote third party. I give it to somebody else. <laughs> I don't. I can't vote. I can't in good conscience. I mean, I voted for Obama the first time mm-hmm. on pur- on purpose. Like I wanted to. Yeah. You know, and because I hated Bush that much, I was like, "Fuck this shit." Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the second time, I probably should have voted Libertarian. Uh, the 2016 vote, that one I fucked up. I voted for Hillary because mm. I was still in that that mindset of like they're the anti-war party, they're this, yeah. they're that. Republicans are evil, blah blah blah. Donald Trump is fucking crazy. Yeah, make him president, blah blah blah. And then when I voted for her and he and she lost, that turned me into like instead of just just dismissing it as racism or whatever, mm-hmm. I decided to go down the rabbit hole to see why the fuck this happened, and then through doing that. I rediscovered my libertarian route. Cause I voted for Ron Paul twice right? in the, in the New Hampshire primary. Mm-hmm. I voted in 2020, uh, I'm sorry, 2008, 2008 mm-hmm. and 2012. So that's, and he's as libertarian as you can get on a main stage for Republicans. Right. And I voted for him twice. So, you know, I, I meant it with him for sure. I, I, but like, I, I think I just was voting on a convenience. And then in 2020, I just couldn't, I couldn't, Either one of those fucking idiots couldn't do it. I hated Biden. I hated Trump. So I was like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got our first spam, by the way. Hey, what do you know? <laughs> um, Yay. Oh, my gosh. Uh, hey, you know what? At least he didn't ask if we wanted bigger penises. That's what I thought that, that would be the next thing that happened. <laughs> oh, man. That would have been great. Yeah, I know. Uh, that would have been funny. But yeah, I don't know. It's the the world that I think that everything has kind of been created right now is that um, the people who are pushing that they want safety, they don't realize how much like down the road they're going to um, like, I don't think they're a Republican. Let's put it this way. If Trump doesn't get the, uh, the nod from the GOP, he's going to probably run third party. I would imagine, you know what I mean? And if he does that, then the Democrats will probably win. That's kind of what fucked over uh, George Herbert Walker Bush. Um, unless there is like Bernie decides like, you know what? I'm going to run a third party as well. <laughs> you know? That would be wild. If that, that was the case, if it was Bernie uh, running Kamala, Trump, and probably DeSantis, that would be the craziest election cycle that we'd ever fucking seen. You know what I mean? Because then I think Bernie would have a shot. I think a lot of people they're like, "Hey, I don't mind burning my vote now if uh, if the Republican Party is being split, then we'll just fucking go to the person that we really want." You know? Man, that would fuck up everything. Mm-hmm. He's fucking awesome. It would be so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> You need, what is it, fucking, was it, how many do you need, like 270? Yeah. You need, you need that many, because it's not just the winner, that's it. Mm. You have to hit a threshold. You have to. Yeah. That's in the Constitution. got to hit, it's, you have to have 50% plus one of the fucking vote, mm. of the, of, of the uh, electoral vote. 
You have to. Right. Uh, so and then, then if that doesn't happen, then it goes to Congress, which is the House of Representatives is controlled by Republicans. Mm-hmm. I mean, only one vote, by the way. It's mm-hmm. not even like it's super. And man, wow. I kind of hope that happens. That yeah. Is, <laughs> It should make things so excited because you know what we in America, folks. If anybody's listening across there, we have to run our politics like it's a fucking game show or a reality TV show. That's the only way we can do it, and where we actually give a shit. Unfortunately, you know. Uh, sorry about the rest of the world that our country actually affects, but if we don't see like a drunken friggin' white woman like on Xanax and white wine starting to fight with a bunch of other people that everybody else is gonna have to fight for, we're just not interested. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, that would uh, be crazy. But yeah, that would that would be nuts. Cause that would that would that would make that would be a fucking mess, and mm. it'd be awesome. It would be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking uh, just going back to the Andrew Tate thing because I know we kind of got derailed on on politics for a little bit. Um, because the details of what he's been charged with, I don't uh, as of, at the time of this recording haven't come out. They said something about sex trafficking, but I'm like. Okay, yeah. was that mean that he was selling people across the border, or does that mean that he went on a boat with a bunch of girls and one of them happened to be underage, and when they went out to international waters, now that he has now transported a, a minor out of uh, out of the, the country in order for whatever. I'm like, is it something like that? Or is it something like he was actually freaking trying to sell people? You know what I mean? So... I think it's a, I think it's a webcam thing. Really? Yeah, I think it's webcam stuff. I think that's what it is. Oh. Like, he has, like, because I remember that time he made his money in the state. Mm. He had a giant warehouse where he would, like, have, like, these little, where, like, these cam girls would operate in. Mm. And he would basically treat it like a salon. Mm. You know, like a salon, like, you rent a chair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, and work for, but work for yourself, but basically pay the chair maintenance or whatever the fuck it is. Like, yeah. Like, 25% or something like that, that, that you're going to kick back. I think he did that with a bunch of chicks and, and, and it became like a thing. That's how he made his money. Oh, really? Yeah. I, he re, he ran like a webcam service, man. That guy is uh fairly yeah. sleazy. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I know, right? When I heard that, I was like, it kind of made sense. And I'm like, no wonder that, that pimp vibe that he has made. Okay. That made a lot of sense, I guess. All right. Uh, once again, don't agree with it, but you know, <laughs> Not my life. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. These people's, I tell you. Uh, yeah. But they, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm curious to see yeah, exactly how that rolls out. All I know is that there was so many people online, at least on my Twitter feed, they were just cheering and jam- jumping up and down. I'm like, we yeah. don't know what this whole thing is about just yet. So let's wait and see. But at the same time, I really don't want to defend that dude. Like, I, I don't think he's a good person. You no. know, it's just, it's. I don't know. For me, it's the principle. The guy, the guy doesn't matter. Fuck him. But it's the principle of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I just would seem. I would. I would find it to be super fucking. It just. It's, this whole thing just seems shady as fuck. You know. It's like Alex Jones, right? Like, I wasn't a fucking fan of what he said about Sandy Hook at all. I'm no. really not a fan of the way that his fans decided. Hey, I'm going to go fight for this guy and fucking harass people because yeah. I don't know. They just they they thought. It's what I always said. Righteousness is such a dangerous emotion because you'll end up doing some really fucked up shit because you think you're doing the right thing. 
And maybe some of those people thought like, hey, I'm sure, that, you know, these parents are crisis actors. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I'm like, no, that person actually lost their kid, you idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's fucking crazy. But when they're like, oh, we're going to kick them off of this, kick them off of that. We're going to do this or we're going to get the banks to fucking boycott or do all this other weird shit. I'm like, that's going to bite you in the ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because this is, that guy is such an easy guy to hate. And I get that. Uh, I think he's mentally ill personally, but like, do you understand that that same kind of power could be used against somebody that you really, really like, you know what I mean? So pick whatever, like uh who's the fucking super woke dude has the three E or um, not three E, the triple A or H three podcast that uh, Ezra. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's say if they decide, like, you know what? We don't like what this guy is saying. We're going to fucking shut him down. Get him kicked off YouTube. Going to do this. Going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm almost positive you're not going to dig that. Or it could be like it was, like, with the traditional media was uh, back during George W., where all the news channels are all fucking leaning more towards conservative uh, values and stuff. And so anything that your guy wants to say, he's not going to, it's not going to get out there. You know? Yeah. Uh, like, it's 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 going to bite you in the ass. So it's just, it's, it's fucked. I don't know. The whole world's fucked, I tell you, Jake. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, I should be out there making fun of it right now, but who knows? I don't know. Um, and I'm sorry. You know what? I actually, next time I'm going to make a bunch of notes and stuff that I want to actually talk about. But um, all I know is that I, I don't know how to feel about Andrew Tate. Uh, I'm uh, happy that he got fucking kicked and slapped in the balls for being a dick, but I don't like the way that they slapped him. I guess I don't know. So maybe that makes yeah. that's that if that makes any sense. I don't think it does. Um, I just no, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm taking a yeah, I'm I, I'm getting it. Yeah, <laughs> I think what it is is when I see people pile on on somebody else, it makes me get really suspicious, real fucking quick. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like something's not right here. Why is everyone like this seems too coordinated? Yeah, well, it's kind of weird. I, I I stopped watching some of the Twitter file stuff. I got to kind of get back into it. Um, yeah. But I think it's kind of interesting when you start finding out that there was there was the government was very very much involved in social media on many different levels. <laughs> and you're like, I thought it was just them saying like sending like, hey, we're gonna get some rust. There's gonna be some disinformation about Hunter Biden. I thought that was it. And apparently, no, no, there was a lot more going on to that. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. Let's see how people, um, gosh, what was it? There was this, uh, one of the kids that worked at the, um, at X saloon, which is now gone, unfortunately, uh, he's very left wing and very buys into everything. So when he's like, I don't know, man, that Hunter Biden thing that like when they quashed that and they squashed that story, he's like, why do you care, man? What was on his life? It doesn't mean that's a non-story. It's a non-story. That doesn't mean anything. What, he was trying to use his dad's name to get a job? That doesn't mean anything. I'm like, really? Because we just gave a shitload of money to that country. You don't think that meant anything? You know? And he's like, no, it's a non-story. It's a non-story. It's a nothing burger. And I'm like, yeah, that's so funny because I started hearing that from so many of my, quote, liberal friends. So I'm like, oh, so you're going to basically use your college education to just say, oh, that doesn't matter. That's basically where the conversation always goes to. You know, like, hey, man, like you could be talking about anything about like um, uh, abortion, gun control, whatever. And you're like, here's my my well thought out. This is my argument why this should go this way. Yeah, that doesn't matter. 
that's all bullshit. Yeah. That doesn't matter. I'm like, okay, so what uh, here, like, you know, also what you're saying is this. I'm like, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is that you're trying to reframe everything that I'm saying. So in a way that, that, that you can counteract and basically dismiss anything that I'm talking about. So in other words, I don't fucking need to be here for this, uh, for this conversation. That's what you're saying. So how about this? We stop fucking talking. You know, you go back to your house and get your gun. I'll definitely fucking get mine and we'll escalate this to the next level. Which is going to oh. be violence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, no, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying that's what you're saying. Does yeah. that seem unfair to you? Does that seem like bullshit to you? Because that's definitely bullshit. I'm definitely doing that just so that way I can steer this conversation to my advantage. It has nothing to do <laughs> with anything else. It's just me bullying you. That's what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And But really, that's what they've been doing. A lot of people just dismiss it. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, yeah, okay. As you can see, guys, I have a lot of anger going on. Um, but I've seen that so much because I'm like, yeah, that type of arguing works really well in a university. It doesn't work well in a factory where fucking Brutus is going to beat the shit out of you with a fucking pipe wrench. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, even just that or somebody's in the cinema go, yeah, you know you're full of shit. And have the whole room go, yeah, boo, you're full of shit. Mm-hmm. It's, be- it's because they've had the wind at their back the whole time. Mm-hmm. They, but they also want to keep it that way. Yeah. Any Anybody they know that is, and that's going to be go against what they want, they want, they don't want, they don't just want them to shut up. They want them to be erased. Mm-hmm. Gone. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Talk again. Because you're wrong. And that's, that's where you're fucked up. That's where everything's all fucked up. Mm-hmm. People actually think that they're right, like a hundred and ten percent. Yeah. When in reality, it, and that shows a lack of hubris. I mean, I, it shows too much of it. Too much of it, right? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's one of those words that I never bothered to look up. To be honest with you, uh, <laughs> but not, it's it's so fucking crazy. Just because, like, and this might you might hear some of this in my act at some point, guys. Is that? Uh, you need to have people that you disagree with in your life. You sh- Have you ever seen, uh, and I know this because of uh, spending time with a lot of musical theater people, uh, when everybody starts kissing the ass of the fucking soprano or the lead soprano, that it's only a matter of time before that person turns into a fucking egotistical monster. Yeah. I've seen mothers come in with their kids and their family who are absolute fucking monsters and demon people. Right. Meaning that they're not nice people. They fucking bully everybody around them, but they have their people, their husband, their sons, their uh, their family kissing this person's ass all the time. It is impossible for them to be anything else than an egotistical monster. That's just how humans, I believe, are created. You if you if everybody's always agreeing with you and telling you how awesome you are, you're probably not an awesome person. You're probably you're going to be a piece of shit to somebody, somebody or to some stranger. You know what I mean? So I think the more that you actually have, uh, not that you want to be put yourself in a situation where you constantly have to defend everything all the time, but you need to have a freaking conservative friend. You need to have a liberal friend. You need to have somebody that you could talk to and be like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Can you explain that? Or, you know, to go back and forth, vice versa. Like, you need that in your life. Um, and we don't have that just because I think that this is the way technology kind of evolved, you know? Like, not that I think that anybody was back there going like, yes, it's not like Zuckerberg was like, yes, soon I shall have everybody arguing and I want to make all the money off of advertising. Yes. No, I mean, granted, that is what happened, but I don't think he planned it that way. 
You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of the wave thing with algorithms, I think it was a big side effect. You know, they were like, well, shit. And corporations are going to, you know, do corporation shit. And they're like, well, somebody's going to make money off of this no matter whether we take advantage of it or not. So it might as well be us. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as a result, like, if uh, your feed is only people that you agree with, chances are you don't spend that much time on that app anymore anyways. (laughs) But, um yeah, it's just, it's strange. It shuts down conversation. And I'm like, I don't think people realize exactly how important that's going to be as well. But I don't know. I'm babbling. Uh, we've been talking for over an hour. Do you know that? Goddamn. Yeah, I know. The hours fly by, especially. And I feel bad, by the way, Jake. I'm sorry. I've been rambling a lot, man. I feel like I'm just talking over everybody lately. And that's another thing i got to talk to a therapist about. So. <laughs> uh, you got a, a lot coming out. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I think that's one of the reasons I'm scared to do an open mic. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to go out there and like, you fucking assholes. <laughs> this oh, is why gosh. I think you're all pieces of shit. Here's a reason why. <laughs> and I feel like I'm oh. afraid I'm going to go like full Doug, Stan- Doug Stanhope and not be funny at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Talk to her about that because you could probably, you could probably channel out into something positive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't don't lose the fire completely. <laughs> I right away to like maintain that or mm-hmm. something that doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Because you might need that. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's there's something about also pulling the rug out of a lot of arguments and stuff. Or there was a things about like mental health that I wanted to talk about. Where it's like, hey man, I think gaslighting is absolutely real. I've known people who've been in relationships with the fucking with very toxic people. So I'm not saying that people don't do this. But if you're like me, who's got a serious fucking ego, uh, like who's a big narcissist deep down, <laughs> seeing gaslighting is a great way for me to dismiss any kind of criticism about myself and just believe what I want to believe. You know, uh, you know, like, hey, Dave, I think you're being too egotistical. Oh, you're just gaslighting me. Fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, Dave, I think what you did was wrong. Fuck off, gaslighter. And, you know, and uh, so I don't know. There's. There's a lot of weird, crazy shit about that. What are you going to tell me? I'm being too emotional that I need to calm down? Fuck you. All right. (laughs) I like screaming at people for no reason, you know, and you're like, oh, I don't know. Um, I got to do something with this, though. Uh, So we'll figure it out. But I don't know. Hopefully I'll have more to talk about and kind of give updates on that. I know if uh, if anybody who actually was watching, you know, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Or we do. So, uh, I don't know if there's, I don't have anything, any shows to promote. I'm, uh, was waiting until the first of the year before I hit up a lot of the producers and actually try to get on shows now. Um, yeah. so we'll see what happens. I got to spend some time doing mics and stuff and I got to go to that Ryan Evans mic, uh, the one he has on South, South Broadway. Cause I think that's the one where like, uh, like the, um, the Terry Barton, Greg's and, you know, Chuck Roy's and Mike Lang, where they think that's the type of mics they hit up now. I'm not sure if they do or not, but, uh, I think that's closer to where they live. So, I don't know. Uh, I'll have to go check that out this week, but we'll figure it out. Um, you don't have anything you're pushing, right? No. Yeah, other than this is a show, that's about it. So, I want to say thanks so much for... I like doing this with Skype better than Zoom, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we'll try using that a bit more often. But uh, I want to say, man, thanks so much for, for being there for me. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, these things really do matter a lot to me. Like, every time somebody calls, I'm like, what? They're calling me to talk to me? Yeah, it's, it's, I'm in a weird spot. But, 
I got to get through it, or I'm going to learn to navigate it and uh, make something positive out of it. So that way, I can finally do that tour that I always wanted to that involves me going to England. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Going across and doing some freaking comedy out there and showing, um, and being part of uh, hopefully adding something or being able to contribute a small part to another, you know, to comedy across there and be like, yeah, this is how we fuck it up. Here you go. <laughs> I don't always talk about politics because I know that's what these guys do. I mean, for the most part, Britain's or all of Europe is like one gigantic alt room as, as far as I'm concerned, but I hope to be proven wrong. I would love to go to a mic there and be like, all right, let me see what some of these blue collar guys are talking about. You know, I don't know. Um, so either way, we'll say thanks to, uh, I'm going to say thanks to the bot to one bounty 23. I'm not sure if you were bot or not. Say, uh, uh, Ishinka V5A, thanks so much for Elisa putting your spam in my chat. I appreciate that. <laughs> it makes it seem like people are actually involved. Uh, uh, big shout out to my brother Drew, Drew A's. I know he wasn't on here tonight, but uh, he's always been a big supporter of the show. And everybody else out there, Mr. Divian, all those other guys. Uh, we'll try to do this more often. Uh, I'm going to try to actually set it. We should probably set a date like once a week, but uh, what's your, I don't know. I'll, we'll talk about that later, but um, yeah. signing off for, uh, for mansplaining. I'm Dave. I'm Jake. You guys have a great week. See you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.